Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what's going on? This is your boy, Dwayne Highlight Real, a.k.a. The Prince of Botch. Welcome to a very special edition of the Life's of Botch podcast. Today, we're going to review a recent 24 special from the WWE Network featured on one of the most iconic WWE superstars of all time, Hall of Famer, WWE Superstar, Rated R Superstar, Edge. That's right. We are going to, me, myself, and uh, a very familiar colleague, as you guys know, Brother Derek Myers, we're going to go back and forth in dialogue, and we're going to talk to you guys about what we thought and our thoughts and what we felt we got and processed from a very, very awesome documentary special. Uh, Shout out to the WWE Network. They're always putting out dope original content, uh, such as the 24 series, the Chronicle series, and, um, you know, just more like that. The um, So many, just so many of them, man. And, and we're definitely going to put more content like this out for you guys. So be on the lookout and listen for more of these uh, things like Dark Side of the Ring and uh, so much more that we're going to do for you guys. So uh, without further ado, Brother Derek, are you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. Welcome back. Good to thank have you, you on, you. man. Thank you. Thank you for having me, bro. Hey, no problem, no problem. So, uh, without further ado, man, let's 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 talk about this thing, man. Yeah. Um, wow, what uh, what a special this was. The the second mountain. Yes. Wow. Yes, man. That, that was um that was intriguing, very intriguing. I, I like how it st- how how originally they were just filming him to you know, see what life is after retirement and it turned into the comeback story. Man, you tell know? me. Yeah, like, it was so much to just, like, that that came to mind from start to finish of this entire documentary. Like, just to see, you know, really even just the... Let, let's talk about his mother as, as, you know, let's start yeah. off with that. And let's talk about how his mother seems to have played a key factor from the start of this to the end of this. Yeah. Um, from the moment of when he retired, she was right there at ringside when he had to give the emotional retirement speech. Um, we saw clips of where he was, you know, teaching his mom what he does with the rated R signature pose mm-hmm. as he stands up at the ramp. Cause he wanted her to, experience what he goes through on a, what he would go through on a nightly basis and just to see how proud of her son she was and knowing that she was a single mother you know raising him on her own and to see the success he's had and then you know to see edge and christian go through the memorabilia of all the things that she kept for you know over his career from his ring gear designs and some of the things he wore when he debuted and when he was coming up the wrestling ranks and, you know, and then even just, just with the title of this particular special being called a second mountain and how he mentioned and noted that, you know, that was a book that, you know, his mom enjoyed and, 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 and Judy just, just seemed to even, even after her passing, how she just still seems to shine and even play a part in him getting healthy to come back. Like, man, what were your thoughts on this? I, um, man, it's still kind of hard to 
picture Edge as a 46-year-old man for some reason. Because <laughs> um, it, it didn't even dawn on me until uh, I think he came back for Royal Rumble that he had been gone for nine years. Yeah. That, um, or even retired for, for nine years. So it, it didn't even seem like it was that long, to be honest. Um, it did. Yeah, that that threw me off when I realized that that was that was a that was a, a, a that was so long ago. But it seemed like it was just like maybe like two three years ago. Yeah, it did, man. You know? And and you know the the crazy part is because with us being uh, natives of Atlanta right now, mm-hmm. that's the craziest part. You know, oh, yeah. I remember his last match was here in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, up until recently, as we see, you know, because even. Guys, as we record this, uh, WrestleMania was last night, so we got to see his return match, and that was his first match back yeah. since that mania of 2011, mm-hmm. which was here in Atlanta at the Georgia Dome. Man, mm-hmm. oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Wow, look at how much has changed since then, bro. Like, the Georgia Dome was even still around yeah. <laughs> when Edge had his last match. Like, this is yeah. crazy. But... <laughs> Like that just goes to show that time, time will sneak up on you, and you don't realize how much it's really flown by until you're just like, "Whoa, really?" Yeah. You yeah. know? Um, and 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 yeah, nine years is a long time to be away. And I mean, we we saw at the Rumble, we saw you know even last night at Mania. I mean, clearly he hasn't. He he's he he must have known deep down somewhere, even from that time of retiring to now. Some part of him must have known he was gonna come back because he never lost a step. Like he seemed to. He didn't, and he looks much better. Yeah, he looks scary, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's not only just like physically, but he looks like he's just like in a better place um, while wrestling. It's just he just looks more complete now. Um, yeah. I I. Okay, can we talk about last night's match? Yeah, let's 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 include that in here because uh, as as we know with the documentary, it doesn't really it kind of ends right at the point of after he came back from the Royal Rumble, which we'll go back to because that was a very emotional moment. But let's go ahead and 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 you know uh, because to those of you guys who haven't already listened to the review show, by all means, be sure that you head an episode back. Uh, we cover part one and part two of WrestleMania, so go back and check the reviews and uh, leave a rating behind it as well if you like what you heard. Uh, but yes, let's go ahead and talk about the Mania match between him and Orton last night. What were your thoughts? I don't know what it is. Uh, sometimes when I see uh, 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 wrestlers that come back, even other athletes that mm-hmm. come back from injury, I like tense up. Like, it's like I get so anxious watching them. Um, you know that they they know what they're doing, but it seems like you know you're just like scared. I, it it took me I think all of 2018 mm-hmm. to really feel comfortable with watching Gordon Hayward. It took me almost like a year after his his uh, uh, ankle injury. Yeah, to see him come back. And wait a whole other season. Like mm. now, if I watch him, I'm not scared if he goes in the air. I it, it took a whole year to to not get scared with him going for a dunk or something. So seeing Edge come back 
in, in a last man standing match against Randy Orton, who I don't it's it, it actually hit me last night how long Randy's been wrestling. Um Man. and wondering if he's about to retire anytime soon. But I mean they both look like they still they look like the same that, that they looked like maybe what, ten, fifteen years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean they look amazing. And that, that match was physical. That was a physical match. I didn't expect Edge to do something that <laughs> strenuous. Yeah, his yeah. first first match back, but I mean, man, I that well, was Well, I mean, no no better way to I mean, as we saw even from this documentary, I mean, clearly uh he went through a lot of doctors, he went through a lot of physical contact tests. Yeah. And and even when he initially got that clearing, he still you saw, I mean, he he had WWE uh, he, he reached out cause he was trying to keep things under the radar and they were like, Hey, we got you. We'll send you a ring. And he had a warehouse set up his own ring and literally training with his wife and training with Dash Wilder, uh, one half of the revival and, and literally just like literally taking bumps and contacts and all kind of things. So it, it, he, he, you talk about a physicality test. I mean, no better way. Randy Orton can get physical with a lot of the best of them, man. Yeah. We've seen some of the things he's done to superstars over the years so <laughs> no better way to test your abilities and how truly healthy you are now mm-hmm. than going against someone that you know for quite a long time who yeah. will take it to you and you and you tell them hey go all in on me man because i i feel great and i need to know how great i feel yeah. and uh they, they definitely did that last night now what else let, let me ask you did you there was a lot of uh opinions and and thoughts on Twitter, you know, some fans felt satisfied with it. Some fans were kind of disappointed in it because the buildup was great, but they didn't feel like the match lived up. Mm-hmm. Some of them felt like it went too long. Uh, what were some of your thoughts? Because it seems like you you were one of those who enjoyed what you saw. I loved it. I mean, it it, it took me back to like the um, the last man standing matches that we used to see. Ah, yeah. Like, because those were lengthy matches. Those weren't like. 10 minute 15 minute matches those were lengthy matches and i, I remember like um playing um like here comes the pain or uh-huh. something like that and like last man standing matches took 30 to 45 minutes to play they did it, it wasn't <laughs> they did. it was this that was not a, a 10 minute match so it, it's i can i'll say i'll say like this i can see how someone can say it was a little bit under underwhelming simply for the fact that there was no fans mm-hmm. but when you're talking about the actual performance of edge and randy mm-hmm. there was nothing that that match lacked it was mm-hmm. it was a it was a progress a slow progression mm-hmm. and built up to the apex of the match mm-hmm. and it was over i agree you know it, it was perfect it was a perfect pace um, I didn't feel as if um, as if they were uh, moving way too fast or way too slow. I thought they were actually at a perfect uh, uh, speed with it. Um, mm. And then you have to take into account they're in the performance center. Like, like it's a smaller space. It's not it's not a huge arena. So yeah. that that was interesting to see how they were able to adapt to that in that uh, with that match type. Um, yeah. 
you know, uh, uh, I thought it, it, it showed how professional and, and uh, knowledgeable these guys are. Um, mm. I loved it. There was not one – look, from the opening moment of that match, mm-hmm. when Edge walked down that ramp, mm-hmm. I was I – was, I was like there. It was mm-hmm. it was I was I I felt the anxiety of Randy, you know, not coming out. Um, which I knew he was coming in behind Orton, uh, uh behind Edge. Mm-hmm. But uh, just just the way that happened, I loved it. I loved every moment of that match. I did too. I did. You know, especially especially at the end where they're they're standing on top of a um. Oh, the trailer. production truck. Yes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I was literally I, I at the end I thought Edge was gonna fall over because he looked like he can sell. That's one thing that Edge is very underrated in, the way mm-hmm. he sells moves. Yes, that's yes. something that um I used to say about uh Shawn Michaels because he could sell a move, yeah, like no no one else. And Edge still has every single piece that there is to be a wrestler. I agree. And, and perform at the, the, the peak. He has that. There, it didn't look like there was anything that was that was uh, lacking with him. Yeah, I so agree. So I'm, I'm ready to, like, I've told you before, Edge and Randy are two of my favorite wrestlers all time. Mm-hmm. So when, when I, when I saw, because um, I wasn't watching Royal Rumble, but when I saw the announcement, that Edge was a surprise entrant. Mm-hmm. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely yeah. lost it because I was like, "Okay, he's back," and yeah. that was actually something that he talked about in the in in this piece was how mm-hmm. um, the surprise element of someone coming back is gone now. Yes, they yes. announce every move before it happens, and I love the fact that he was able to to make this. Uh, um, a surprise, like an actual surprise, not like there was rumors of him being backstage. Yeah, you know, um, there were rumors of him going to see the doctors and stuff like that, but there was no true rumor of him being in the city or or anything like that. So that's yeah. what I loved. Yeah, that's what I loved. Uh, I I agree with you on that. Um, I'm glad we touched on that because that was another thing I, I wanted to bring up. That was part of my key points in this documentary was. When he touched on that, you know, one thing as a as a current wrestling fan, you know, this is where I think some people get strayed away with wrestling today because of the internet. Like, yeah. social media is the biggest spoiler of all right now. See, in yeah. the Attitude Era, people talk about how great the Attitude Era was or the Ruthless Aggression Era and all of those. They were great because the internet wasn't around. Yes. It was around, but it wasn't like how it is today. Yeah. And if the Attitude Era or the Ruthless Aggression Era had existed in today's time, they wouldn't be as great. They'd Mm -hmm. probably be great because you had great talent, but it wouldn't be as great because the surprise element would be gone. Yeah. Because it'd be exposed through the dirt sheets online, you know? Yeah. Back then, you had dirt sheets through the magazines and... Everybody didn't always read the wrestling magazines or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. you didn't always come across those, you know, because you were just like, I'm going to wait until it airs on television live, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and of course, in the Monday Night Wars with WCW and them, like 
when Raw taped their shows, you know, WCW would try to give away what was going to happen just to get more viewers. Right. Uh, but eventually that backfired, and then they had to go back to being live. So it was kind of like, you know, that was the beauty of that time back then, uh, as opposed to now where things, like you said, like Edge mentioned, everything is just out there. There's always a rumor every week, every day that pops out about what happened after a match or a rumor of someone coming back or any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and credit to Edge because he kept that. And, and I'll tell you, the moment I thought about him, I thought about the Hardy Boys and when they made their return. It was the yes. same exact case. Yes. When the Hardys came back at WrestleMania a few years back, when they came back, they did the same thing. They kept it very under the radar as mm-hmm. much as possible. And as even when you saw Edge covered up, deeply in a hoodie, as tight as could be, glasses, beanie, so you couldn't recognize them. Mm-hmm. I remember the Hardys did the exact same thing. And, I mean, they they rushed the Hardys to gorilla position as quickly as they could so mm-hmm. nobody could see them. And and, and I, what I love about stuff like that, and I, and I really hope more superstars do that, both current and past. I hope they yeah. – because they, they show, like, Edge and the Hardys showed – you can beat the internet. <laughs> you oh, can yeah. beat the internet. Oh, yeah. And you can, you know, like, you, you probably won't stop a rumor because a rumor is always going to get out. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely deny a rumor and keep them guessing. Have the fans like, is it possible? Nah, it's not possible. And you saw Edge even put it on his Twitter like, no, not true. Yeah. And no, not true. Like, yeah. to make it known, like, no, <laughs> no, it's not yeah. true. And then what do you know? You see the WrestleMania Royal Rumble comes, and before you know it, you hear you hear Edge's music, and everybody's flipping. And what was so crazy and so dope, it had me emotional watching that. Was to see every fan's video clips in that of yeah. like from live reaction to fans at home, fans yeah. in bars. Like yeah. it just goes to show. That's what's missing in wrestling right now. And it's always great to see that type of reaction from fans when someone you love comes back. Yeah. And, and what it does to you, man. Like, I've had that reaction so many times with different wrestlers over the years mm-hmm. that I know that feeling. And I felt that feeling, man. And it, it's just like, oh, I love that. Yeah, I, I that's definitely that. something that this generation of wrestling fans aren't, like used to because mm-hmm. um, like again like you said internet will say it three five days in advance what you know what's what and it spoils it I, yep. I I think at that point of the documentary I actually got goosebumps <laughs> yeah I really did when when he uh finally when his entrance music hit and he walked out onto that ramp, I felt it. Yeah, man. Knowing what was going to happen, I still felt it. You know, so it's, it's I love that element. Like we yeah. we we got that a couple of times when The Rock decided to come back. Um, yeah. You know, and and that was that was a good feeling. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I hope I hope wrestlers do um go that route more. Because yep. that that I remember when the Hardys came back a few years ago, that was definitely a shocker. Yeah, that it was, was definitely a shocker. Um, but yeah, you don't get that much because I, honestly, I thought that they should have done that with uh, Morrison coming back. Yes, I, I agree. Like, and and that, and I love how they showed 
you know, even the clip of mm-hmm. like when they showed Morrison as they were showing just different returns that got spoiled in the news. Um, mm-hmm. I'll I'll tell you another one that happened was even with uh, even though it wasn't quite exactly necessarily wrestling, it was wrestling related given the fact that he was signed under Fox. But when CM Punk uh, oh, made his yeah. return, that was also like oh snap, you know, yeah. because people didn't know because they didn't know you know again he didn't exactly return to wwe mm-hmm. but he did return in a fashion that was completely caught off guard of like yo this man is here working for fox talking about the company that he left yeah like whoa i didn't think that was going to be possible or actually happen but it did yeah you know and so even with that that was um I'm telling you, just within the last few years, those are like the top three different surprise reactions of recent memory that were legit surprises. That And I love that. I mm-hmm. love that about anytime pro wrestling has that, they got me and they, and they remind me of why I'm such a fan of this. When, when moments like that happen where you're like, yo, I remember yeah. the days of when you were here full time and like the fact that... You, I never thought I would see you again. And then here you are. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe this right now. You know, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, even even to some degree, I mean, even like even with Goldberg, you know, his first time yeah. around when he came back, that was a shock. You know, yeah. people didn't people didn't know that he was going to actually come back and go on a run like like how he did, you know, mm-hmm. like. It's been predictable nowadays, you know, because we know he's on a Legends contract and it is what it is in the politics side of things now. But that first go round when he did it for his son and he did it the way he did it, that was all shock factor from start to finish. So, like, it they do when they want to, they do a very good job of that. And and I really want them to do that more. Yeah. I'll just continue to shock people and, and, and beat the dirt sheets, beat the internet, man, because the internet does really try to take the fun out of it. You know, as someone who does media, yeah, I, I look for the internet for resources, but it but at the same time it does kind of take the fun out of it as a fan, knowing like, oh, so and so will be back. You know? Yeah, because we're we're in the era of um wanting to to be first to announce. Right, you know, right. whatever um, blog or or um, TMZ, whatever, like any anything, any media that reports on sports wants to be able to have the first uh, announcement that that goes viral that says, "Hey, so and so is coming back," or this, that, and the other is happening. Like that, that's the that's the thing that takes the fun out of the experience. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I, I actually hope that uh, WWE does that with CM Punk. I, I can't see uh, him not coming back. Um, mm. So I, I'm hoping that this entire thing with him being um, with Fox and, you know, just being on there for a little while, I'm hoping that's just like the, the acknowledgement that, that this could happen. But that behind the scenes, they're actually working on a plan to make that happen. And especially with this entire, you know, uh, coronavirus thing happening, like now you can't really do anything with the crowd. But I mean, yeah. that would have that been perfect on WrestleMania for him to come back. 
Yeah. You know, I, some, something. But I, I would I, I'm I'm hoping that uh that this actually um motivates WWE to do that. Yeah. You know. Cause that that having that surprise element just that that draws you in. It does. That draws you in. It doesn't matter what age you are, because you could you saw, especially when when Edge walked out, mm-hmm. young and old, where everyone was freaking out. If you were a wrestling fan, didn't matter what your age, race, creed, and any of that. If you're mm-hmm. a wrestling fan and you were, you saw Edge came back, yeah, absolutely lost your mind. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that that's something that that's a moment. That's 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 that moment that yeah, you man. can't replace. Man. You know. You can't. You can't. And 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 that's why it's like, you know, going back even into this documentary, uh let's 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 talk about leading up to the moment. Uh let's let's talk about. So, we see in the start of this documentary like it's like we mentioned it talked about going into his what we didn't know but he kind of somewhat felt like he mentioned like how he kind of felt like yo this is quite possibly my last match right now right you know and even some of his best friends were like yo you got that look in your eyes like this is this your last match you know Mm -hmm. and he's like unsure you know he doesn't know how to mention it but he's going into it like it is his last so he truly in that first go round, got to ride off in the sunset. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't lose the title. He retained the championship. He put on a phenomenal match. His best friend Christian was out there by his side when all of this went down. And then the next night on Raw, you see him come out with the title, and and then you get this emotional, shocking speech that, you know, after the next surgery, the first neck surgery, I should say, over the years. With the spinal fusion and everything, he, he the doctors were like, "Yo, you got to stop. You know this 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 isn't gonna work for you anymore." And he has to retire. You know, what what first came to mind to me is just passion and love for something. Yeah. And to be told that what you love to do is 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 done, like you're forcefully without going out on your own terms, you are forcefully done doing what you have dreamed about doing your entire life. And you've been doing it and you've got a resume and you felt, felt like you could still keep going, but you were advised medically. No, like this, this is a life threatening type of deal. You could be paralyzed or dead, Mm -hmm. you know, like you've got to stop right now. And how much that hurts, especially going out on top like that as world heavyweight champion. And then to have to just surrender that and tell thousands of fans and millions watching at home, like, yo, this is it, guys. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, to feel that emotion. Um, I know you remember that. like it was Yeah. Yesterday. And that was actually something that... Um again when when like before the show started um was announced that edge has has an announcement that was actually why i tuned in that night yeah you know um i think i was still watching it frequently but just not as much as prior um but when when i saw that i was like oh no here we go 
mm-hmm. and yeah, like I remember that you, I felt those those chills and and that wave of emotion. Like, oh my god, this is it. Like, yeah. he's this is not this is not him just saying this just as as a story. Like, this is real. Yeah, this is because you remember when when uh, Mark Henry came out, and, yeah, and made yeah. that. Well, the big switcheroo on everybody, yeah, man. Switch. And yeah. that, that's what I initially thought that that could be, but now as as he got talking, I said, "Oh no, this is not, this is not a joke. Like this dude is serious." And yeah, yeah man, that that one, um, that one hurt. I can't lie, that one hurt. Yeah, that one did. hurt. It did, and you know, funny thing about stuff like that. I'm glad you brought up the Mark Henry scenario because. Kayfabe is very much not dead, people. It's very much alive, even yeah. when you think it's not. But the funny thing about that is that what's interesting about wrestlers who retire is most times they don't openly retire like that. Right. If they do, it's usually a work. And it usually does mean it's like what Mark Henry did. A lot of times it's just a work. It's to get your fans and your emotions and then, you know, come to find out okay, they're just either being written off for a little bit or, you know, oh, wait, it's a swerve coming and they got you. Ah, they got you. Mm-hmm. But then there there are real logistic times. Um, people still talk about Daniel Bryan and whether that was real or was it fake, but it was very much real in that moment where he, re- where he had to retire for a while. That mm-hmm. was a real moment. And Paige, when she had to retire because of her neck injuries, that was a real moment, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, you know, even with Ric Flair, and, and even though it wasn't a forceful retire, it was just a retire of, look, man, you got to call it quits, call it a career, to see what Shawn Michaels did in ring, mm-hmm. like how emotional he was as he was getting ready to hit him with a sweet chin music to to end the career of Ric Flair. Like, that was real, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, there's, there's, there's a lot, man. That's why I love pro wrestling the way I do because of the story it can physically tell you and it's rare for wrestlers to actually openly retire that way a lot of times it's kind of quietly fade into black kind of deal you know you might get a retirement match you don't always get that but you might and you might not Mm -hmm. but usually when it's a halt like that and and it's a, a legit injury it's it's real. I mean, it's that's one thing about WWE when it comes to injuries. But it's funny because Randy Orton did that not even a f- like earlier oh, this year. Yeah, I remember that. You know, yeah, he, he he faked he faked AJ Styles out, and he made it seem like he was legit hurt. And I, I remember he hooked me. He sure got me because I thought to myself, "No, Randy's serious. He's like literally injured. He's he's mm-hmm. he's done." Right. For right now. And I thought to myself, well, you know, he's been in the game for a long time now. Maybe it is about that time he fade into black and retire. John Cena's kind of halfway out the door just about at this point. They've been right there with each other. They came out the same class. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Randy is the same case. Like, yeah, bro, it's about time for you to call it quits, you know. And then here he goes and he just turns around and hits AJ with an RKO. And you're like, what? Wait a minute. You know, like you weren't even hurt. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Again, guys, kayfabe is 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 real, but at the same time, that's the beauty of it is trying to figure out is this legit? And when you find out it's a work, you just you go, oh, 
they got him. Oh, mm -hmm. he got me. You know, you yeah. you bastards. You got me. You got me. I ain't gonna lie. You got me. Yeah. But then like, but then when you find out, like, you see the emotion pour out, and then you find out how real it is. Like, you're just like, and then the camera zooms in on fans in the crowd who are like having their hands in front of their faces, or 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 like in a state of shock. Like, no, say it ain't so. And then you find out it is so. It hits and, and your heart just drops because you're like, man, no, you yeah. were one of my favorites, you know. So it, it's it's tough, man, to see things like that. But let's 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 transition from that and let's let's talk about. So the retirement happens, and then for Edge, it's a matter of, well, what's next, you know? And we see where from that point. He transitions into the world of acting, and it wasn't really something he intended to really do, but it, it as it came about, he really started getting a knack for it, started taking it seriously, did some acting classes, and before you know it, he got with an agent, and he started really just getting booked roles everywhere. And we saw, like, it was something that he really, you know, it's funny because, uh, Derek, we talked about this on Sideline Guys when we were talking about, you know, athletes and what do you do when all you've known is one thing and then mm -hmm. suddenly it's not, what do you do afterwards? And we right. see with Edge, he found that avenue very quickly. You know, he got into the world of acting and it was, it was easy for him to transition because in WWE there is some form of, character and acting and, and being able to portray a little bit so you know there's there's differences but there's there's a nice little transition to make it easy so mm -hmm. you know we saw him be able to do it and and really take it seriously and he's he succeeded and we saw him get really key roles and a lot of key shows and but you could always tell even then from watching this documentary you could tell that deep down the heart of a wrestler never leaves and right. he was still in love with his first love mm -hmm. and you could just tell you you could tell you could tell and so then came the the dramatic feels you know we saw he was getting a family you know him and beth you know married two beautiful baby girls and he's in this family life role now while he's acting and but then you know as he got into this new life, he slowly found himself back in wrestling, doing non-wrestling roles, you know, having the Edge and Christian uh, show uh, that reeks of total awesomeness, you know, mm -hmm. uh, having, you know, just cameo appearances, uh, you know, as in segments and things like that on the show. He slowly just started coming back. And then before yeah. you know it, he starts to get healed and he's, you know, he had to have the second surgery and he had the second surgery literally a year after he retired. Mm -hmm. And we saw from that point where he started feeling good after that second surgery yeah. um, over the years. So let's what, what, what were some of your thoughts going through your head as you witnessed the journey of literally the life from the time he retired to the time of transitioning into acting to the time of having that second surgery and starting to realize like, hey, I'm feeling pretty good now. Yeah. yeah. I, I selfishly wondered what would have happened if he had that surgery earlier. 
mm-hmm. um, because he could have been back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that's that that was what I initially thought. Um, yeah. especially when they showed what they did and how they, I think they, I think he originally had the C5 to C7 fused, and then they added on to that with the C4. Yeah. And I would, man, I just. Yeah, I'm gonna just say I wish he had had the surgery sooner. Yeah, I I really do. Um, even though I'm glad that he was able to find that that outlet with uh with uh acting. Um, I never watched Haven, um, or Vikings. Even though I I, I actually think I might pick up Vikings pretty soon. Yeah, I heard it was a pretty good show. I've actually. been hearing a lot of good stuff about that. Yeah. Um, I might I might do that, but. Yeah, that um, is good to see that he was able to to transition to you know another life after wrestling, mm-hmm. um, mainly because when he does retire mm-hmm. on his terms, mm-hmm. you can see that he's going to have a lot of options, whether that's acting or that's being a wrestling coach, mm-hmm. um, helping with development. Mm-hmm. Whatever, like he has a lot of options when he does decide that that this is it. Yeah. Um. Because he's he signed what a three year contract. Yes. So he has a three year contract where he wrestles about three matches a year, and it's basically, okay. uh, it's 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 very similar to what Brock Lesnar's contract is like. Okay. Uh, it's it's not quite the same amount of money as Lesnar makes, but it's still very very good money. Okay, so he'll basically make a few appearances in between those matches and then wrestle three times a year. Yeah. I, I'd say that's one I, heck of a deal. I'll take that deal right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, Shoot. what? Yeah. Oh, um I could I could see him sticking around. Um, because one thing that I did not know was that he drew. Um Yeah. I know. That was really good to see. So he's got a lot of options because he could go into doing animation mm-hmm. uh, uh, projects with WWE or on his own. Um, yeah. But I like I like his I like his vision overall because he 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 knows what he wants. He knows how to develop a character. Um, he is someone that I think WWE should look into um, to help develop and mentor the up-and-coming wrestlers i I think that would be perfect yeah i think that'd be perfect for him um because he he's got a lot left whether that's him just being an actual wrestler or hey how about this we bring back factions and 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 managers Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like because he he had a faction he had a um what was it kurt hawkins and um Zack Ryder, right? Yes, the Edgeheads. The yes. Edgeheads. Yes. So, like, I w- if if even if he's not actually wrestling, I just want to see him out there. Yeah, I just want to see him doing something, um, and that that I think would be perfect because that is one thing that um, that when I was watching that uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode um, when mm-hmm. they were talking about woman. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one thing I f- I forgot about. Yeah. It's like that 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 aspect of someone just being the manager 
um, and being the face and voice, yeah. not necessarily wrestling, but they're out there and they're they're doing a lot of behind the scenes work. Yes. Um, that is a lost art in wrestling now. So I would like to see that come back. That that would make it fun. Like, could you yeah. imagine him and, and, and Christian doing that? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For a tag team or something like that? I totally agree, man. It would be it would be phenomenal to see. And you know, the, it, you're right. It is a lost art form that you know WWE has it from time to time with certain people, like uh, currently Zelina Vega, who is the wife of Aleister Black. Uh, she she does it with Andrade and uh, Angel Garza. She does it pretty well, even though she can wrestle, which is interesting because she can wrestle. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pretty short for her size. But she can wrestle, you know, and they use her more as, as a manager and a mouthpiece more than anything because she's really, really good on the mic. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, of course, she's attractive. So there, that helps when you're attractive, you're good on the mic, and she does the managerial role very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it with Lana, uh, Rusev's wife, where she's good with it as well. Uh, she annoys people a lot of times, but that's the point, you know, that's that kind of what it, what it's about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and she's hot. So it's like a, a 50, 50, it's like a, you know, hot or cold kind of deal. I mean, the, the men love her cause she's hot, but they also think she's annoying cause she just annoys you. So it's like, <laughs> what, what, what do you expect? You know, but it's, it's, it, they do it more so with the women in WWE these days than they do the men. Most times you don't mm-hmm. see that many male managers now in the nxt side of things you will you do see that um the authors of pain uh when they started out in nxt they had a phenomenal manager and um and then of course uh when they got called up to the main roster uh the the manager didn't come up with them and he kind of went back into his 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 regular world if you will and um People said it was him voluntarily doing that. He didn't want to travel on the road all the time, but I believe he kind of confirmed that was kind of BS on on their part, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit. But you know, uh, we it, with AEW, I do see where they incorporate managers a lot more, and they're using vets. Uh, we see Jake the Snake recently uh, playing the managerial role, and he's he cut a phenomenal promo. Uh, that was talked about nationwide, and he's still cutting phenomenal promos uh, as as a true legend. You know, with that with that conniving way that he does it, and you know him playing a man. You know, they're using a lot of the legends as they should be in in uh, AEW. You know, just guys like Arn Anderson and and Jake the Snake Roberts and and you know uh, so many others. You know. Um, uh, Telly Blanchard, you know, Tessa Blanchard's uh, father, uh, you know, they're, they're literally doing a lot with managers over there. And they're trying to bring that feel back uh, because that did make wrestling a lot, especially in the 80s, the 90s. Uh, yeah. That that really did wonders. And it, it really does help. And uh, I mean, of course, in WWE, I can't forget about Paul Heyman. You know, he's the GOAT when it comes to being a manager. I mean, yes. we see what he does with Brock. The only thing about it is fans grow tired of it because it's 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 the same thing. You know, he comes out and he cuts the promo about Brock and who he's going to beat up next. And then it's like, OK, rent, rinse, wash and repeat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah? Which, which is why I think they should bring uh, CM Punk back. 
because he's a Paul Heyman guy. You know, yeah. if if WWE decided to bring him back and AJ Lee back, mm-hmm. and they were both in that that stable, yeah. like it wouldn't. I think the reason why people get so tired of Paul Heyman now is because he's only working with one guy, and that's Brock Lesnar, who comes and goes. Yeah, you know. But if if he's, I love Paul Heyman. I I I love he's he's <laughs> he's he's got <laughs> excellent charisma. He's he's amazing on the mic. Yeah. Um, pair him with CM Punk. That would make. Oh man, that would make legendary storylines up and down, man. Yeah, I it, agree. It would it would be amazing. It would be phenomenal to see those two together. Yeah. Um I want to see that. That that I want to see WWE bring CM Punk back. Yeah. You know, um and and like I said, having having that managerial role pushed again like to be something that's that's like <laughs> really good with stables i i just i love that was that was what i loved um back in the attitude era and after you know yeah. having those stables go against each other and, and factions and and you know developing developing them properly i would like yeah. to see that so that that's yeah. that's why i i want to i like <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I would love to see Edge in that role one day. I just I want to see him in that role. Yeah, I think he would do a great job with it. I I just him versus Paul Heyman would be funny. Yeah, yeah, man. It 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 would be. And you know, again, we we we, you know, it's it's with WWE. It's interesting because they there's always word that they say Vince is not really a big fan of stables. Or managers much, uh, you know, and yet it's it because it, even with Evolution, I mean, it they talked about when Evolution formed, mm-hmm. how you know Triple H made the pitch to Vince, and you know Vince isn't high on stables. He just he's not a big fan of stables, and yet when he pitched the idea and was like, "Look, man, this is gonna rejuvenate Ric Flair. This is gonna bring back the old Ric Flair. Yeah. Trust me." Like, yeah. and how that worked. It was enough. So the thing is, even though Vince isn't, from what they say, if he really isn't a fan of stables like they say he is, if you pitch it the right way and you're able to make it work, because even the New Day, with the New Day currently as a stable, they still to this day, they've they've been together for about five plus years now. They've lasted so much longer than I thought they were. So much longer than people thought. And they make the WWE so much money. Yeah. So much money, which is why they haven't split up, you know, at all. That's one is because they're actually legitimately like brothers outside of the ring as well. They love mm-hmm. each other. So they don't want to break up. They want to stay together as long as possible. But mm-hmm. another reason why nobody breaks them up is the fact that they just make so much money. Merch sales, their commercial, mainstream, everything. Mm-hmm. And literally when that first came about, it took a lot of pitching events to make that even come about. And they tried to mess that gimmick up for them. Like they, they, they did a lot of things. The new day talks about it on their podcast. It's one of their first episodes. And they talk about, there were a list of names that were horrible that they gave for the, for the, for them to try to come up with. And they were like, 
you know, they, they were telling them with the gimmick, you guys are going to be preachers. You're going to be this and that. And preachers. Yeah. Yeah. They were going to be, they was, <laughs> they were supposed to be preachers. Like they, they go oh, look at, I'm that's... telling you, they look up the new day and look up the origin of the new day. And when you look at what they, how they've evolved now from what they started as, you'll be like, man, this is why we don't see a lot of stables because some of these stables have to try to, it's, it's, it's like a, a, a you got to go through all these different doors because first you have to get Vince to really approve it. You got to pitch mm-hmm. it to him right enough because he already isn't a fan of it. So now you have to pitch it to him to make it work. Then once you get past that, then you got to deal with all the creative team and the writers who are going to pitch these ideas about your stable and about you this and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then you got to try to, you know, work with them and let them know, hey, I think it should be more like this and this and put your input in there to where then whatever they give you, if Vince says that's the final right there, you got to go with it and you got to try to make it work, even if it isn't your full vision. And you just got to try to make it work to where when it does and it works with the fan base, all of a sudden you got full control from that point on. And that's what happened with the New Day. You know, so stables, as rare as they are, they, 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 with the right people and the right pushing behind it, it works. And that's why DX worked over the years. That's why the NWO worked the way it did. That's why the New Day works currently to this day. That's why Evolution worked. You know, the the Heart Foundation, you name it, the Stables, Nation of Domination, all of those stables over the years, they worked because of what they brought out of people. Yeah. And 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 I love stables. I will always be a fan of them because stables help build superstars to be what they are. The Rock wouldn't be who he is if it wasn't for the Nation of Domination. You know, it, it was like the Nation of Domination helped catapult the Rock to stardom because he stuck out like yes. a sore thumb yes. in this group. You know what I mean? Uh, the Godfather, <laughs> D'Lo Brown, yes. Mark Henry. Uh. You know, they all came out of the Nation of Domination. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. D-Generation X, you know, the New Age Outlaws, X-Pac, you know, Triple H, they all stuck out, you know, the moment, you know, the, together they were a force and even separately they broke apart and did their own things, you know, uh, again, it just it just shows, man, like, there's, you know, Evolution, Randy Orton, The Future, Batista, The Future, and look at them now, yeah. Big Man in Hollywood, doing all kind of things, Ric Flair, rejuvenated himself you know what i mean yeah. all of this stuff so it, it it's a beautiful beautiful thing when you have a dope stable so you know edge edge can be in that role i mean even even edge himself was in a stable you know the brood something people forget about which they don't forget about because that's a stable that wasn't even along around that long but it feels like forever because they had such a cool entrance and they had one of the coolest theme songs ever known to man yeah you know so <laughs> It's like people remember the brood and they weren't even together no more than like six months. Yeah. So yeah. it's, That's true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and Edge and Christian talk about it all the time. Like, it's amazing how fans still come to them to this day, even with all of what they've done together and individually. People still talk about that time when they were with the brood and like, yo, that should have went longer than what it did. And it's like, yeah, it should have. But, you know. That just goes to show when you have a stable that works long enough, whether it's six months, whether it's five years, you know, whatever it be, it lasts 
because of the people that are in it and if they make it work right for what it is and uh right. so yeah i agree with edge that would be it would be something special man if he um when he does call it quits on his terms if he you know uh doesn't go continue to go the acting route and do the things he's doing out the field if he decides hey i want to be uh you know a mentor or a managing you know role or something that would be Really awesome because he's good on the mic, he so is. he can definitely uh, make some things happen. You know, yeah. he can he can make somebody's career, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So um, let's 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 go and talk a little bit more about in this documentary some things. Now uh, let, let's let's stay on the acting side of things because here's what here's what stuck out to me when I watched the transition from the first retirement to acting to how he ended up back in wrestling, and I said to myself. I thought about the rock. Oh yeah. And yeah, it was a reverse. It was a reverse effect. It was a very much reverse effect between edge and the rock. When the rock stepped into Hollywood, it was because he loved Hollywood. He really, he loves pro wrestling. He does, mm -hmm. but he always wanted to be in the world of acting. Edge didn't want to be in the world of acting, right? The world of acting found edge he transitioned into it because at that time there was nothing left for him to do because he was forced to retire. So right. that was his other avenue to just kind of get away from it. But somehow he couldn't get away from wrestling completely. It, it helps when you look at the fact that, well, your wife was involved in wrestling too. Mm -hmm. So when, when you have that, then it's like, well, okay, that doesn't help because when she's back, I'm back. And when we're back, now I'm back around something that I still miss and love very much. Right. And albeit he still admitted, you know, he still does some things with acting. His heart is completely 100% with wrestling. Right. The Rock, on the other hand, we see, yes, his heart is with wrestling. But even now to this day, as much as he loves wrestling and he, he'll talk about it and, and brag about it for days, you know, all of his memorable feuds, everything. Mm-hmm. But his heart is in Hollywood because that's also where he wanted to be. And he got there. Yeah. And he owes a lot of that to wrestling. He always thanks the, the fans and, and his life in wrestling for getting him to where he's at now. But that's where he wanted to be. He always wanted to entertain. Right. And so it's amazing how in Edge's case, it was a reverse effect of that, you know, uh, because even with Cena, it's amazing because with John Cena, it's like, you know, the feud he had with The Rock was kind of knocking him for like, hey, wait, you left and went Hollywood. Mm -hmm. You know, I stayed here and I grind out every single night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but much like 50 did with Ja Rule, you turn around doing the same thing he just did. So what are you talking about? You know, it's like, well, wait a minute. Didn't you just get on The Rock about this and now you're doing movies and you're barely here? Yeah. And when we do see, you know, so it's like, well, wait a minute, Cena. How are you gonna get on the rock for for doing the same thing? You just what, you know? So, but but with Edge, man, he he, again, he left because it was by force. Yeah, he was he was being smart, and yet, upon getting a second surgery and healing up nicely and feeling great, here he is. Yeah. He's back. Yeah, doing what he always loved and never wanted to separate from doing. Yeah. And, and and it does make you wonder, like, what if he did do that second surgery sooner? You know, but then sometimes you're like, well, if he did it sooner, because let's let's also take this in account, though, Derek, because let's let's remember <laughs> he retired in 2011. Right. 
He had the surgery the year afterwards. So he had it in mm-hmm. 2012. For him to just now come back, let's talk about the neck. Yeah. And how serious neck injuries are. Yeah. We're talking straight life or death, or dare I say, being paralyzed yeah. for that matter. Yeah. Okay. It's it's really nothing to play with when we talk about neck injuries. I mean, having trouble gripping things, not mm-hmm. being able – we don't think about that, but just try to imagine not being able to grip anything. Shoot. Beth Phoenix said that uh, he couldn't even pick up a mug. You see? Exactly. A coffee mug. Like, okay. I, and, and to think that he was going through that entire situation – you know, and still wrestled. Yeah. It's it's amazing that nothing happened to him because he, he wrestled Alberto Del Rio. I don't know if a lot of people remember. Del Rio is a physical wrestler. He's He does not go... He does not take off... The, like, uh, uh, come on, get off the accelerator. He, he, yeah. he goes full force. Oh, yeah. You no know? Um... So yeah, that it's it's amazing that nothing happened to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if he did get the surgery sooner and and was able to come back, mm-hmm. say fifteen, um, mm. I'm pretty sure he'd already be retired. Mm. I'm pretty sure he'd be done already. Um, but then again, I mean, look at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. He might still have just continued going. I know, man. You know, now it's crazy because you know, focusing on the neck here. Let's let's talk about because he he taught me something that I I didn't even know was a thing. I didn't know you could do that, and it made me wonder. Well, hey, how come some of these other sports leagues don't have that, or do they have that, and we just don't know it? But when I watched him in his personal gym working out, did you see the device he used that was to yes. tighten up the muscles on his neck? Like, yes. I had never seen that before. I have never seen that device. I've seen it before, but I didn't uh, realize it was um, – that was the thought process behind it, that if you tighten up those muscles around the neck, it mm. can prevent the whiplash effect that that mm. uh, causes the, con- con- the uh, concussion. I mean, it yeah. makes sense. It makes sense, but I never, really, I never really thought that that's what that device could do. Yeah. Um. Man, yeah, I, I, I love the, uh, the process that he went through, um, to, to build himself back up. Yeah. To get to where he is right now, um, it's very, very interesting, and, and also, not mm-hmm. to, uh, forget the role that Beth Phoenix. Um, played in all of this. Yes, let's talk about that. Let us talk about, man. Let's. I want to take this time to salute every. That's what you call ride or die. Yes. I, I really want to salute every woman, uh, whether you're a girlfriend, a fiance, a wife, whatever you are. If you 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 may even just be in a friend phase right now, but you are in that phase of friendship where you truly care about that person that you're building something with to where as you to just have their back like that through all of their 
you know, knowing what they love and seeing them have to quit doing what they love and mm-hmm. be with them and just anything they do to have their back and help them pick them up when they fall, uh, to be there for them, to, 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 to care enough about them to make sure that they don't hurt themselves again. Right. Uh, you know, um, all of these things. I mean, we saw the emotion she had backstage yeah. when he came to Toronto and he yeah. just, and he speared Elias for the first time and it had fans going, whoa, wait a minute. Because yeah. that was the first time he had done anything physical since being retired. Right. And that was, that moment, I remember that moment. It was talked about throughout that entire, I believe that was SummerSlam. That, that entire... That entire pay-per-view, mm-hmm. literally, that was one of the highlights of that pay-per-view was the fact that Edge literally... And it funny thing was it happened on a pre-show, but it was it, even though it was on a pre-show, it was still memorable, and it caught everybody's eyes and ears because it was like, wait a minute. He just speared? Like, normally before that moment, he would literally just have a promo with somebody. That was yeah. it. You know, promos, and, and that was it, but you never saw anything physical. And when you saw that... It was like, whoa, wait a minute. A, that looked good. B, he might be coming back or something. Hold yeah. on, you know? Yeah. Hence the rumors that were coming around there. But when they show backstage how, you know, Beth was like, yeah, I'm mad at you right now, but yeah. you, 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 I'm going to let you have this moment right now. I'm gonna, when the camera go off, I'm going to be mad at you. <laughs> you know, like... Because you you know she didn't even know that was coming. She just thought he was getting, cutting a promo. Yeah. But that was that concern, that love. You know. Again, I, I just I want to shout out to women who are like that. Uh, you know, with your man because that that is it takes a lot of courage to be that way, and 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 just know that like, hey man, we know you're mad, but we we <laughs> we out yeah. here just we we're, we're excited because we we doing what we love again, man, and. For you to see that and understand that, like, yeah, she she definitely deserves a round of applause. Even with what she said uh, regarding Edge's mother when she passed and how yeah. Edge's mother was like, Judy was like, take care of him for me, please. You know, yeah. and how she has vowed to do that from the moment she mentioned it on to this day. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Emotional. It, that, that was... Um... That was a powerful part of that 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 piece because you think about the the weight of that uh, that promise that she made to his mother, and then to see him go out and 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 get ready to come back for uh, his 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 return in wrestling, yeah. following a, a nine year you know hiatus or retirement like. Yeah. You know, especially considering he's forty six years old with two two young kids. Yeah. You know, I, I I can only imagine how much pressure that must have felt, uh how much how much pressure that must have been. Yeah. But for her to be able to still support him and work with him step by step through that process. You know, yeah. even when, when they were in the ring wrestling and um, you know, she's helping him get those get that ring uh awareness back and stuff like that it was it was good to see yeah it was good to see um so yeah beth phoenix actually gained a lot of my respect i didn't i don't know much about her 
um yeah. outside of seeing her you know wrestling mm-hmm. um but yeah i never really knew much about her but that that she gained a ton of respect for me with that yeah man she's uh she's an amazing woman and um even just even just seeing things like um let's just talk about edge coming back back home yes. uh to toronto in general and how that rejuvenated him coming back to his old stomping grounds and just the fact that when he went down the list of accomplishments that happened at Scotiabank Arena and how he was like, man, me and Christian, we broke up as a tag team here. Yeah. We had our last singles match here. Uh, he was like, man, I went against John Cena in a TLC match here. That was a great match, too. Yeah, oh, you know. that was a... Oh. <laughs> I know, man. And, and like, I, that, was, that was like the the... I wouldn't say it was close to the apex of me just despising John Cena too. <laughs> after for after a while, after his uh face turn and all that stuff when he when he got a championship, I'd kinda like eh. But that match, Edge brought something out of Cena that I had not seen in a long time. Mm. That was that was a that was a phenomenal match, man. Yeah. Yeah was it, it was man and and that's why i'm just looking at stuff like that and just even how he just what was amazing was just the fact that he mentioned stuff like even meeting beth phoenix as his wife there yeah. at very yeah. arena like can you imagine of course you're gonna call someplace if you had all of that happen in your hometown in that very arena who wouldn't call that you know home like like yo this is my element this is my place right now because so much happened here that like i'm reminiscing all of this right now like that is right. crazy right you know that that doesn't happen for for many superstars at all that doesn't happen you know a lot of superstars don't get to have that many moments in their hometown like that right and for him that have had all of that happen it is just it was it was that stood out to me a lot and it was just like wow you know, to find out him and Beth didn't even know each other until that moment and how they realized, like, wait, we trained at the same places and, and we all of this and like, whoa, and, and, and it, it breeded that. And yeah. um, let's let's even talk about, you know, when we touched on on having two adorable girls with Beth, like let's even before he really started getting back into doing this, let's talk about the balance of playing the role of fatherhood yeah. at this point. Yeah. You know, you mentioned you mentioned earlier how he seems so rejuvenated now, mm-hmm. you know, and would you say that part of that now is the fatherhood of just being around his baby girls like that? And like how we saw where like while Beth is on the road with NXT doing the commentary there and he's at home, you know, we see him, you know, babysitting the little girls, you know, watching them and FaceTime and mommy and everything like it's 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 always really dope to see a father in that role you know you don't really see that often you know so them to show that is really amazing yeah you know yeah how could you not see that like how 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 could you not believe that that's part of it yeah because it, it seems like he it seems like he he um how do i say it he got that childlike curiosity yeah. back. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? And 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 I think that's probably credit to them. That that probably is part of it. Yeah. You know? Um because that 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 childlike wonder that 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 you have when when you, that innocence that you have um that uh that that no fear type of perspective i'm pretty sure that that did affect him in some way man i'm telling you it it definitely did i i, I would agree because i i in watching that i just was like now that's what you call fatherhood and that's that's really really amazing to see um and again just when you when you it's 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 one thing to I mean, even when he went through the memorabilia that his mom left behind with mm-hmm. Christian and how he you even heard him talk about that. Like, yo, now that I'm a father, I understand this yeah. even more now. You know, like yeah. I understand why she kept this stuff. And it's just like you got there's no doubt in my mind that both of his little girls at some point in time in the future are gonna go down his footsteps. I, I mean, I both so of your parents, both of your parents were pro wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to say they're not going to follow down that path. Yeah. The you odds know? are at minimum one does. Oh, yeah. At least. <laughs> at at least one, yeah. if not both. Yeah. Yeah. If <laughs> Even if they form a tag team or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. something is going to happen. Yeah, I yeah. mean, because it's, it's, in, it's in both, it's in their blood on both sides. So it's yeah. just like, you know, it's it's crazy just knowing when you think about that, you're like, Man, you know, and even as you talked about this managerial role, I mean, who's to say, man, you just never know. Yeah. That could come for him by the time they're old enough to do what they do. They could be in that managerial role at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think about Charlotte Flair and Natalia when they had that match in NXT. Mm -hmm. uh, When the the women's show and you had Bret Hart and Ric Flair right there at ringside, Mm -hmm. you know, in in their respective corners, you Mm -hmm. know, like. And and just th- that was like a, a a heart versus flair rivalry, you know, and it was just like, and how special that match was, right. and 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 that's the type of stuff you're like, man, a lot of these generations. I mean, the Hardys, we see they have you know both sons and daughters. You know, Jeff right. has two girls, Matt has all boys. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, you already know wrestling's in their blood. Oh, so it's yeah. like. And, and 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 when you think about and I believe Christian has uh, a baby girl. I think he has a baby girl or two. You know, so it's it's again. It just it, it seems like at some point you're gonna see in the next ten to twenty years the next generation mm-hmm. of Hardys and Edge and Christians and things of that nature, man. So it's 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 phenomenal, man. It's yeah. it's, it's crazy to think about. But yeah, that's gonna be good to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always love you know. It's a lot of pressure because. You know, it's, it's you know, Edge has left one heck of a resume, as has Beth Phoenix in her own right. So it's 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 gonna be tough following the footsteps of your parents. Look, but as long as but, they don't do like Michael Jordan's sons did, I'm pretty sure they'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, my point exactly. That's that's all I'm saying. Just don't yeah. do. You know, because when you follow a legacy, man, just be your own person. Yeah. And because well, the and Rock's daughter's coming in, right? Yeah, yeah. She's coming yeah. in soon and we'll we'll get to see what she's made of, uh, you know, in time. 
Uh, it'll probably be another two or three, maybe four years tops. Uh, she's still developing. But as as she gets into her own, we're going to see how that goes. And you better believe, I'm, I'm pretty sure when her first official match comes, oh, we'll see The Rock. No oh, doubt yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. We will see The Rock. if he's out there uh, with her. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can see it. I mean, he'll, yeah. knowing him, he'll find a way to grab that mic, introduce, and and and, and boom. You know, so... Uh, and we already know his his mother will be in attendance because she's even when he's not there, she seems to be at every show quietly in the background. So oh, yeah. it's like, you know, uh, and so all of that being said, man, it's it, it definitely shows, man, this this is great to see um, overall, man, this documentary uh, double thumbs up for me. Yes. Off of off of off, you know, the production, everything, man, they did a great job telling the story of a man who had to call it quits by force and somehow couldn't get away even when he thought he did and has now resurfaced. And it just showed me that the moral of this story is that all things come full circle. Right. And when they do, that second mountain is not as hard to climb as the first right that second mountain when you reach it you're better because of the first one that you came across yeah when you're on top of that second mountain you're looking at the scenery and you're enjoying it even more than you did from the first go round. and that being said edge as as from this point on, I mean, we saw what you did last night and 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 we're looking forward to, you know, even with what's going on with Corona. I mean, the only thing that I hate that happened in this story so far is that Corona came in and robbed the moment of returning to a WrestleMania full of 80 plus thousand people. Yeah, it robbed that moment, but it's going to make the next moment that much sweeter. Oh, yeah. Because I guarantee you, the next match he has, when this is over, and you have thousands of fans in attendance, they are going to roar even harder than that Royal Rumble response. I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. And I cannot wait to see that eruption. Because, man, especially after watching that, it's going to be well worth it seeing the emotion on his face, seeing the emotions on the face of the fans and just what it does. Any, uh, any predictions on who he's going to uh, face next? Wow. Or, or if we can even see him go heel. You know what? Um, now, funny thing about the heel side of things is usually when you're, one thing I've known as a trend in uh, pro wrestling is that usually when you're older, you don't really go heel as much. Right. Unless you're Ric Flair. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Unless you're Ric Flair. Right. But that's because his character works more as a heel than it ever did as a babyface. The oh, fact yeah. that he's a heel. Edge always could do both roles very well. He mm-hmm. could do babyface and he could do heel very well. He, uh, he was... He, much like Chris Jericho, there's a selected few who are very good at both roles. Yeah. So in his case, I don't see him going heel. I feel like he'll be, he's, 
he's he's got that old man feel of like, yo, I'm I'm I've done been there, done that. I remember when I was in your shoes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm gonna be honest. The next feud I see for him to be real, only because this guy is doing nothing and he just ended a feud with Kevin Owens. And I mean, what else does he have going for him? He doesn't need the championship anymore. He just had that not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would see a feud between him and Seth Rollins coming. And I would say that because he has this whole disciple thing, this Messiah thing going on for yeah. one. And two, they can flash back to the time when he forced John Cena to bring back the authority when he was stepping on Edge's neck that time. And he threatened... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, they could always revisit that. And Edge could really get his revenge for that moment now, now that he could... Because at that time, he couldn't do physical contact, you know? Mm-hmm. But now, now that he's he's back and he's rejuvenated and he's better than ever, who's to say that <laughs> we won't see the fact that, like, yeah, I think he's going to revisit that and be like, yeah, don't think I forgot about that time you held me hostage with your foot on my neck trying to end my career permanently, you know? So mm-hmm. I got a beef with you, and, and I could really see uh, a feud there. So that would that that's one feud I see um, as far as someone from the young talent and things of that nature. I always did want to see Seth Rollins and Edge go at it anyway because – when Seth Rollins first won Money in the Bank and he kind of became a modern-day opportunist, I, I really got a lot of flashes of Edge and was just like, man, I wish Edge was wrestling. Like, yeah. I was like, yo, I would have loved to have seen this dialogue. And now yeah. we can see it. We can yeah. definitely see it now. So that's my first pitch. Um, AJ Styles would probably be a second pitch that mm-hmm. I could see. Uh, I definitely can see those two going at it somewhere in the future. Um, and right now, those are probably the main two, maybe a Samoa Joe, maybe, maybe a Samoa Joe, you know, when, when he's back and he's healthy, that might be an interesting dialogue they could build around because Samoa Joe is kind of better as a heel. He he does do, it's funny because he. He he he's better as a heel, but he always whether he's babyface or heel, he always gets a, a, a face like reaction from fans. So I mean, he he he's one that uh, I could see transition back to the heel role, go against Edge, and they have a nice interesting battle. Uh, so yeah, those are like my top three feuds that I have for Edge right now. Uh, you know, after Randy Orton, uh, assuming that ch- it looks like that chapter ended. I'm going to yeah. assume. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure they won't revisit that. So, yeah, I'm going to go Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, and Samoa Joe as my three top fantasy matchups for Edge uh, off the top of the dome. How about you? Do you see anybody past, present, or anything like that that you would want to see Edge go against? Oh, man. Um, actually, AJ Styles and Seth were the two that I was thinking. Okay. Um, right. Off the cuff, though, mm-hmm. if we can possibly see CM Punk come back. Hmm. Okay. And he gets with Paul Heyman the way I was saying before. Uh-huh. I could see something happening there. Hmm. I could okay. see something happening there. Um, I would like it. 
I would like to see those two go at it. Um, my only concern is in that match, uh, how fast is Punk? Because did you? Mm. I'm not sure. Did you did you see him when he was in the UFC? I didn't really watch the fight. I, I remember the last fight where he got beat up pretty badly. I did kind of see the highlights of it. Yeah. But I've never really, I've never really, I didn't pay attention to his UFC matchups. Was, I just was, was waiting good. for the outcome. Oh, was man. It um, <laughs> but MMA is also a different pace than wrestling is. So yeah. that's, that's where I kind of like give him leeway and grace. Because it's very possible that that's just what it was, just a little too old for the pat for the pace that um, MMA requires. Right. Okay. So I think in a wrestling match he would he would get that speed back. Um, that would be my only concern. Okay. But okay. I would love to see that. Mm. I would love to see that. Okay, that's a good one, man. Yeah. That is a good one i yeah, like that. samoa scares the hell out of me thinking about him with edge because <laughs> <laughs> of his physical is it his yeah physical he's style? just so physical man <laughs> oh man I, I i literally worry about edge in that match if that if that happens that's that's what you want you know, I know what i mean because the show is gonna give you that test like, that's what yo. i that's actually what i was doing here last night watching that match i was like oh my god because <laughs> when he did that DDT, when Randy did that DDT to Edge on that pickup truck, oh yeah, yeah, I was like, oh my god, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I I know he's okay, but my god. And then when he jumped off that um that platform and did, uh, did yeah. that uh elbow drop to to Randy on the table, yeah, I was man. like, okay, there's there's I see a blue blanket and some, there's some padding under there, so he's okay, but. <laughs> Once Randy got up, you saw all that blood coming. I said, "Oh man, hold on, this Edge might not be okay." Like I don't, I don't know. He's he's selling it so well. It's like you don't know what's <laughs> what. Like he's sitting, there, he's doing that little stiff thing where he's like, "Oh yeah. my god, did I hurt someone on my neck?" And, yep, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that yeah. scared the hell out of me. I can't lie. Yeah, um, man. But yeah, that this, this Samoa has the same uh, Samoa Joe has the same physical uh, presence that that Randy has. It's yeah. just elevated because he's bigger. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's literally it. <laughs> I, I know, man. That's what I said. I would love to see that. That would be an that interesting be style match, to see. You know? Yeah, like be. I would love to see. I mean, all three of those guys right there will give edge. Um, you know, because Seth likes to label himself as the best in the world right now. Uh, he, you know, and I get it. I like the confidence that he has. You know, uh, now I don't know if he still has that feeling right now since he's gone to this messiah-like gimmick that he's had but mm-hmm. bef- before switching to that i mean he was he was definitely getting a lot of heat on twitter from people just because he felt like hey i feel like i'm the best wrestler uh in the world right now so i mean just off of knowing that you know he can't go with the best of them and yeah. i mean i would i would love to see uh you know how he would carry with edge uh in a match like that and same case goes with uh again samoa joe AJ Styles, you know, we just saw AJ Styles work with The Undertaker and look how much praise that got. You know, it wasn't even a traditional style of match and it still got a lot of praise. Right. And it made The Undertaker look good. So, again, it just shows that AJ Styles is one of those guys you can count on and, you know, much like Shawn Michaels back in the day, much like Dolph Ziggler and some of these other people, they're going to give you 
a match and they're going to give you their all and make you look good. They're going to sell. They're going to, you know, carry, you know, they can carry broomsticks if they need to. So it it just, hey, I would love to see those. And um, on that note, Edge, welcome back. I mean, welcome back. We can't wait to see, um, like I said, hopefully with the next match you have, I'm assuming it'll likely be SummerSlam because based off how these usually work, it's probably the big pay-per-view out of the big four, uh, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, and Royal Rumble. Those are your big four. Uh, we're generally part-timers, if you will. Those are when you see them for, for the big stage shows like that. So I'm assuming we'll see him again come SummerSlam. And uh, I'm hoping... Yes, that, that's what we're <laughs> hoping for. We are hoping for an audience by that time. Yeah. Heck, we're, we're hoping for an audience by the time of Money in the Bank, because I don't know why they were promoting that so oh, soon. yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. like, uh, why are you guys promoting something in May? You know this Rona stuff isn't over that fast, right? <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, like, even if you hope that that everything's clear by that point, you still yeah. don't promote it at yeah. this point in time, because we yeah. don't know anything. We don't. Yeah. We, we really don't. So it's just like, I don't know who on the marketing team decided to release that one, but y'all should have waited till at least June, July to wait for Money in the Bank to promote. But something. it is what it is. Yeah, you know, something. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't even think you can do your little Saudi Arabia shows right now. So you guys don't know what you can do. <laughs> so it's like, what are you trying to promote right now? Just promote the fact that you did Mania, yep. even though you shouldn't have, yep. but you did it. It is what it is. Yep. You did it. And now... It's like everything else is uh, on a standby basis, people. It's on a standby basis, you know? Uh, But hey, uh, assuming everything is back to normal by August, that's usually when SummerSlam is, Mm -hmm. hopefully uh, we should see Edge come SummerSlam. And I would think, again, I would think, I would say Seth or AJ would ideally be one of the first two. I don't know which way they would go between the two. Both of them are heels, so I could see probably Seth first, but then there's the element. Both of them have a case, because AJ, when he speared AJ in the Royal Rumble, AJ kind of got injured, so they can use that angle and, you know, carry a feud. Uh, Or, like I said, you know, dig back into the past where Seth Rollins tried to injure Edge, you know, by holding him hostage against John Cena. And, you know, they can pick up where they left off from that. So, you know, we'll see where they go, who they go with. I mean, there's plenty of good guys out there that they can choose from. Um, those were just ones off the top of the head. And uh, me and Derek saw eye to eye on that one. We we felt like, hey, those are some of the best in the world to do it right now. They'll put on phenomenal matches. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh that that about does. I mean, uh, Derek. What, what overall? What's your final rating for the twenty four special on Edge, uh, the second mountain? Yeah, it was excellent. It was excellent. I um, it was glad. It was good to see Edge through that process. Um, and like I said uh, earlier, like knowing that this was supposed to be just like a um, what you know, day in the life of retired Edge type of thing to be a, a, a document a documentation of his comeback. I thought that was a that was really, really nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
I agree. Um, so, I mean, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first. Uh, this is the review episode for the 24 special on Edge, the second mountain, and it is a double thumbs up on our parts. Definitely make sure if you are subscribed to the WWE Network, you check it out. And if you haven't, it's only $9.99, as they like to say. Uh, thank God they don't promote it the way they used to with that. Yeah, that was very that was $9.99. Like, we get it. <laughs> that was People, annoying. we get it. <laughs> it's like, we get it. It's $9.99. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you know, but, um, <laughs> but, yes, guys, you can subscribe. Get a free trial, however you want to do it. Borrow your friend's information. Get on it. Log on it. Check out the 24 special on Edge, the second mountain. There will be more of these reviews to come. And uh, without further ado, Brother Derek, tell them where they can find you. Oh, uh, Derek underscore OTS. Um, and also mainly on OTS Guys. At OTS Guys, every social media platform. Um, and OTSGuys.com. You can see what, um, what we're doing, what we're working on. Um, all the shows that we have on the network, um, and and I'm forever forever grateful to have you a part of it, bro. This <laughs> this, this is this is fun. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is fun, man. So I, I I appreciate all the work you're doing, man, because this is this is really good to see. Yeah, man. Hey, well, thank you, brother. I mean, from day one, we said we were gonna get this podcast off the ground and running. And man, we are running. We running so much. Oh, I done lost track. I, I, y'all gonna have to remind me. I done lost track on how many episodes I'm in right now, yeah. guys. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, I do it all for you guys. I do it for the love of wrestling. I do it for life and how wrestling and life go hand in hand, baby. Because life's a botch, and you already know what it is. So, guys, it's all for you. So be sure that you subscribe. Okay, subscribe, whatever you're listening to right now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, OTS Guys website, whatever you're listening to it on, subscribe, that, keep on downloading the episodes, man. We see the numbers, we hear that you guys are out there listening to us, it means a lot, we love you, and uh, yeah, follow all things Life's a Botch Podcast, Life's a Botch Podcast on IG, Life's a Botch Podcast, we just got official on YouTube. Look us up, Life's a Botch Podcast. If you can't find it, just look up Dwayne Dickey, but it should be under Life's a Botch, or look up OTS, and you'll find it that way as well. So either way, check us out on YouTube as well now. We're going to have a lot of dope content coming for you, both audio and video, very, very, very soon. Merch is definitely going to be on the way very, very soon. And, uh, oh, yeah. Get ready for a life's a botch belt, baby, because when you see, when we get back to doing live shows and we're able to get outside and go places again, mark my words, baby, the life's a botch belt is going to be in your face, large and in charge. <laughs> so you already know, at any moment, if you think you're ready to take on the challenge and come against the Prince of Botch, I'll be waiting for you, baby, with the championship belt in hand. That being said, <laughs> this is... Life's a botch, baby, and you have officially been botched. Peace!